We're back. This one's the second isolation special at the Vigo Rugby Podcast. Please, everyone, follow the government guidance. Stay at home, protect the NHS and save lives. Now sit back, crack a beer with us and enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to a a second isolation special, the Vigo Rugby Podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by Jake. Hi, guys. Quick quick shout out to Kieran. Hi, Kieran. I hope you're you're well, mate. (laughs) And Tony. Yeah. Everyone good? Yeah, great, mate. Good, good. Uh, so I want to start off by introducing our new Twitter account just for the Vigo Rugby Podcast. Um, it is at Vigo Rugby Pod. And we're going to start trying to build up the followers. Obviously, we'll probably never get as many followers as Rob Hayes, but we'll give it a try. Um, as we're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of talking on, on Twitter these days. Uh, we'll get into a bit of that later, but this week we've got a, um, got a bit of input through Twitter. Uh, from a ex-England captain. We'll get to that a bit later. Um, we will also get to uh, tweeting some players like we did last week, seeing if we get some responses. We will have a bit of a season review from Tony. We'll have some special guest comments. We might prank someone and we'll have a little bit of Nick's naughty story later on too. So lots of exciting stuff. Um, or if you check out the Facebook page, we put everything up on there, all the pictures of all the stuff we're doing on the pod. And... You will see a video of the Vigo youngsters and a few of their coaches who have been doing a passing challenge. Nice. All right. Yeah, sick. Pretty good going. Um, Right, guys. Should we start off with Tweeter Player? What are we going to do? I mean, I'm up for anything. After the successes of last week, I, I don't know. After we got a response straight away, could do anything. I'm going to go, so I'll, I'll give Tony one, Tony give Jake one, Jake give me one. Yeah, go on. I don't have Twitter. Oh, oh what is this? Come on. <laughs> it's 2008. I'll just decide both of yours. Yeah, that's all right. Go on then. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you read Tony, the episode brief, Tony. You need to fix it. I'll go out. No, Tony, you can decide for us, but you've got to send the text message. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that changes it up. There's no game. Tony's got the text. Fuck. <laughs> I like it. it gets um, right, so what rugby players to tweet? Yeah, yeah. So, so pick a rugby player for each of us that we got to tweet, and then you can pick anything you want, really, for us to send them. Hopefully something that we would get a response with and that they wouldn't hate us forever, but it's up to you. Interesting. Um... Let's go with Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, nice. I'll take it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Do you, have to, do you have to do the same thing? No. I think, I think you can decide each other's. I'll just pick, I'll just pick the players. Okay. Uh, Jake, you can have Haskell. Oh, have we done that? No? I haven't Haskell before. I reckon he'll come back. All right, Jake, you're messaging Haskell. You're saying... What is your favourite flower? <laughs> yeah. What is your favourite flower? Just wondering what to buy the missus as an apology. 
isolation beers went wrong. Let's let people know we're at home. Uh, right, okay. Tweeted. All right. Cool. I've got Stanley Bill Williams ready. Yours is just going to be, hey, SWV. Hey, SWV. Since your move to Canada. Since your <laughs> move. I'm worried. Move to Canada. Yep. Poutine or poutang? What? <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> poutine or poutang? Or poutang? Question mark. Poutine. So P U. P O U. T I N E. T I N E. Poutine or. or Poontang. Poontang. Yes. Okay. Poutine or Poontang? Is he active? Does Sonny Bill, is he, is he active on Twitter? I found his profile pretty easy. Um, any hashtags on there? Uh, nah, you can, you okay. can go well. Uh, oh, no, actually, don't worry. We've used that hashtag before. Don't worry, crack on. Go on, ASWB, since you'll move to Canada, Poutine or Poontang? Yep. All right, we'll see if we get anything back. Is he going to hate me for that? Because I'm not sure what, what that's all about. <laughs> um, right okay tweet a player done I'm glad we got our text message out of the way though because that was horrible I felt really bad messaging Lee last week yeah, I felt I'm going to take this time to make a public apology to Lee for the text message I sent you last week did you buy a mistake that you still haven't got back back to me for if you can send me your address <laughs> I'll send you a takeaway <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect so the next thing on the list was rock paper scissors lose a text but we don't have to do that anymore because Tony's texting so the way this goes, mate, is you get your phone and you scroll <laughs> down and you scroll back up and you scroll back down and you scroll back up. Jake shouts, shout stop. And whenever you stop, that's who you text him. And then, we'll right. you, and then we'll tell you what to text. All right, start scrolling. Stop. Who'd you get? So in my phone, it's Kino. So Adam Emirati. But he's Adam Emirati. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> you know him better than I do. Oh, I don't know. Um, something like, hey, mate, just thinking, if Cypress are taking anyone these days, <laughs> could you sort me out again? Also, so what's, your, also what's your favourite Cypriot beer? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> hey, mate, just thinking, if Cyprus are taking anyone these days, could you get me a game? Also, what's your favourite Cypriot beer? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, send. Yeah, perfect, send. All right. Let's see what he sends back. What do you think you're going to get back? Are you that's gone. Perfect. <laughs> good turn at the moment. He come training, didn't he, at the start of the season? Yeah. So, uh, like, every every other Tuesday for a bit. I think he just yeah. wanted to hit people. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he'll take that in, in the right way. Um, and otherwise, yeah. we'll tell him it was Jake that told you to send it. <laughs> oh, right. Guys, how do you feel about a bit of commuter chat? Yeah, exciting. Absolutely. We did it last week. We did it with Dom Carswell last week, and uh, it was actually very funny. Um, he put the phone down on us a couple of times. Sorry about that. 
Sorry about scaring you, Johnny. Um, <laughs> so we had to we had to call Lauren and get her to sort of I don't know hold his hand back to the phone after we So this week we've got someone new to do it. This week we've got Oliver McSweeney, and he should be entering the room. Well, that went way too smooth. Ah, nice. <laughs> Hello, Wally McSweeney. Are you there? I, I most definitely am here. Good, good, good. You're, uh, you're on the Vega Rugby podcast. We're recording. Well, oh, are, you, are you in your mum's shed? No, I'm in your mum's shed. Ooh. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> are you ready, Ollie, for a bit of commuter chat? But what we do is we ask you some questions. They're A or B questions. And what you've got to do is you've got to start in bed and then end up at your current office. Not a problem, Nick. Let me get there then. Get yourself in there. Hopefully, how, you didn't put the phone. How quick, how quick your commute? No running. Actually, I saw you run the other day. You can't run anywhere. I'm. I'm even going to tuck myself in. Look. <laughs> well, I have to come up with some extra ones then, because I've only got seven written down. Okay. So you ready? Go. Okay. Start your daily commute. Salted or sweet? Salted. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Gulag or Pulag? Pulag. Eight men or women? <laughs> women. Stop. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> um, mate, you nearly got me with that last time. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was Tango or Fanta? Tango. Yeah. And last, the last one we were going to ask you was Tinder or Grinder? Grinder. Well, thanks very much, Ollie. That was a that was a good episode. Are you doing all right? I'm very good, thank you, mate. Just done my yoga. Namaste. Namaste. Feeling, feeling good, stretching. Where have you been um, isolating? Pardon? Where have you been isolating? I have been isolating in my mum's shed, as uh, everyone refers to it, um, aka also known as the annex. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's treating me well. Thank you very much. Really enjoying it. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Got a fridge stocked up with beers? I have not got a fridge stocked up with beers because I don't own a fridge, Jake. <laughs> you know that. Who <laughs> doesn't have a fridge in their house? I have got plenty of beers outside in this lovely cool weather. Utilising the environment because I'm more I'm all about the environment. I do love all um, beer to be fair. I don't like to waste energy, so I've got it out in the cold environment outside right now, chilling for our pub later. Ah, very sensible, and we will join you at the pub later. But for now, we're going to say goodbye. See you later. See you later, Bye, guys. Thank you much. Bye. Right. I have um, I have some upsetting news. Oh no! Oh, what's happened? So that why I was fanning around there was uh, I think that Keno may have a different number. Why? What did you get back? Nothing. But I have a million undelivered. Oh, that's a shame. All right, fair play. Facebooking. Where the dice rolls, I guess. <laughs> what? Maybe just send the same. Maybe a screenshot of your text, but put it on Facebook. I can put well, I can copy and paste it to Facebook Messenger. Yeah, that do. That do. Yeah. Yeah. We, it looks like we lost Jake for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I was going to say, in a really great... <laughs> Hang on. Post. I learned how to screenshot on the Mac. There we go. Nice. <laughs> Got him. Oh, good stuff. Oh, he's back. Hi, Jake. Hello, it froze. That was weird. Yeah, we took a picture of you in your frozen pose as well for the uh, podcast website and Twitter, uh, web, uh, Facebook. I, I, got, I got one of you, you and Tony, in your frozen states as well. <laughs> <laughs> great minds, great minds. <laughs> All right, so we'll get that to him on Facebook. And then next up, a little bit of a season review from T Whitehead. You want to take it? Yeah, sure. sure while, while that's sending, I'll let you know when that's sent. Um, yeah, bit of a bit of a funny one really um i've got yeah a few results and stuff i think it it oh my god he's got it ready straight away pal sorry to, <laughs> to interrupt <laughs> <laughs> well we'll wait we'll wait and see <laughs> online i don't know he's uh... a <laughs> worrying time Should um, i wait or should i carry on uh you, ca you carry on and then if something changes, we can always jump back. Cool. Um, so I think what I would what I'd put it down to a lot is um, consistency. Essentially, um, I, th I don't know. I don't know. What it, I, I don't even think. I, you know, I'd say that even in sort of preseason and stuff, I don't think we've had the same buzz um, that we might have had as a squad or anything like that. Um, he's writing back, um, and. <laughs> He, uh, I think I was thinking about it earlier today, and we haven't had the same. It, um, I was thinking about selection, and I think there was only one time where we were like, we'll have the same 17 players the next week because, and we still, someone was unavailable, but fortunately, someone was available who hadn't been the week before. So we, so he's replied <laughs> in very good spirit, actually. He's gone, definitely just call yourself Antionis, and you'll be fine. Oh. Man. <laughs> he's done well there. Did he get Very back nice, to him? Although he hasn't said what his beer is, which is upsetting. Antonius. Nice. Oh, that's fair play. Good. Right. Yeah, good effort from him. Well, that's worry over. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it's very, like, it was very difficult when we've got, you know, people, and, you know, it's the, the thing is, it's not necessarily the same people who are unavailable all the time it's just the fact that we didn't have a core 15 18 people that were all available all the time for the majority of the season so we had lots of in changes and things like that um numbers at training in, in, for lack of a nicer word were tragic really um for a for a team that wants to be competing at this level mm. um losing the second team didn't necessarily help um because I guess you know, as, as a as a potential you know borderline first team player, if you're, you know, there's no second team to play in, you know, why are you going to train and compete and things like that? Um, yeah, you need someone to stay in the team ahead of, don't you? Um, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. and that, and I think that was the that was the thing, especially sort of late towards the year. I think, yeah, people were people were finding it. Yeah, a bit difficult on the edge to get good good game time in and not, yeah. But I think I th um you know from talking to a, a few people about it um I think Jake's right. I think every club goes through this every few years, and I think this is just 
just one thing, or when we just sort of draw a line under it. I feel like uh, so we finished seventh. I feel like with the running that we had at the end, we we probably could have come up a couple of places, but we're safe. I'm um, happy with that as a as a result of this season. That's like I said on um, uh, the Facebook page. You know, it's two seasons up in um, London Three South East now. So I think that you know basically is a, a pretty decent foundation of uh, of where we are now as a club. And I don't think I think we should, or hopefully people will start thinking of us as a London League team rather than a Kent league team and yeah, we'll just build off that draw a line under it get get that fire back that passion back for next pre-season hopefully yeah. and um <laughs> and then get going yeah 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 nice i think yeah i think, think you're right i think uh, a few years ago we'd uh we'd have bitten someone's arm off to be a a mid-table london free club so that's and you know probably uh probably deserving slightly more than mid-table and being kind of up a mid-table would have been incredible. So I don't think we can complain too much. But yeah, it'd be great to get the a little bit frustrating. Back at the start the, um, um, it's just I think one of the, I think the the disappointing thing you know for me is that so you know there's two ways to look at this. Um, and Folkestone was our last game of the season, um, and we well they beat us thirteen twelve. Mm. Um, yeah, thirteen. 13-12 our place um, and we were ahead of them for 70 minutes of the game mm. and you sit there and you think you know they've gone up then they're, they're now in London too um, and you sit there and you think you know we could have, we could have beaten them should yeah. have beaten them really yeah. we held and out it was a couple of that couple of is tackles, which is something that we haven't really done in the last couple of seasons but a few games this year people have and I think, like I say, I've always said that our defence probably got us promoted and kept us up last year. Mm. And it seemed to be a bit of a weak part of our game this year. Not not generally, but people like just lapsing and, you know. The last minutes of games is the sort of thing that training actually does affect. Like, yeah. training does Obviously. nothing else. It keeps you fitter for that last 10 minutes. Even if you learn no skills and, and, and nothing else. You close those games out when you're in the league with 10 minutes to go. So, yeah, I mean, sounds like a little bit of extra extra on the training side and be back at it. Back at it in September. That's it, exactly. Green. Uh, we'll over the summer and we'll, uh, we'll get back into it. Sounds good. Uh, and if we looked at the teams that actually ended up, so that since we last spoke, uh, since we last done the isolation one, Jake, there's been a... Obviously, developments in the leagues and stuff. Everything's finished. The season's officially finished. The league positions have come out. Um, there's a few movers and shakers floating about. Um, off the top of my head, I remember that people sort of coming into our league mainly. We've got Southwark and Cranbrook coming from below up, and Dover yeah. and Maidstone coming from above down. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean. Makes for an interesting, interesting league. The long trip to Folkestone's replaced by a long trip to Dover. Doesn't really change much. Um, oh, yeah. Maidstone, it'd be good to play them again after what happened a few years back. Um, <laughs> now we've got Ellsford and Maidstone in our league. We'll have to find another pre-season team. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of derby going about next year, though. Especially seeing as the uh, the Cranbrook game is a bit of an unofficial derby. I think they would probably agree. It's always tight and it's always a good game. 
So, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting going back to the cage again. Yeah, yeah. Southwark. We, um, I mean, it's fair to say, to say that historically we've probably played our worst rugby in that cage at Southwark. You yeah. never won there? No, I've, you know, it's been a long also time. Also never played 10 there, fun fact. Hmm, interesting. Played 12 every time we've been there. Class <laughs> is full of fun facts. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. Was there any interesting movers in the other leagues while we're here? Um, I remember seeing that Tunbridge Judds got promoted uh, and Canterbury went back down. Uh, oh, geez, dropped. I've got the uh, I've got the lower ones. Um, so Brock, Brock, Brock's have gone back up with Footscray, um, and Old G's and Whitstable went down. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so obviously Upfield Parkhouse and Old Willies Willies have gone down nice. from our league. Um, that'd be sad not saying their names. So we've got rid of. We've got rid of old willies and got old wool countyans. Old wool countyans. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Woolies. Yeah, come out from Sussex. <laughs> Woolies. Perfect. <laughs> um, I've uh, so that's that's for sort of that affects us really. I I don't really have much come yeah. through on above, but we can but we can have a look. Uh, not. I'm sure there's not. Not too much else going on. We know that Blackheath and uh, Old Otamians, we always take a look at. They've stayed in the same leagues. Not oh, sure. they, stayed up, eh? they did. Not sure exactly what will happen with them. Uh, I know a few people said they were asking to drop out of the leagues. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. There's a couple of teams, I think, like that. Uh, I did hear a rumour that Mainstone were asking oh. the same thing. But um, nothing's, really? nothing surfaced just yet. So That, that new team we've got, like we haven't got them. We got Crawley. Oh, did we get Crawley? That's right. Classics. Wait, yeah. what? I think uh, the, I think the Woolies might be sorry. Oh, it is. It's me being a twat. Sorry, boys. Oh, I was going to say they're like basically Croydon. Yeah, I was that's trying it. to glaze over it, but yeah, we got Crawley, which is just as much of a mish, to be honest. That's further. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Down to cool. Gatwick. We'll tie it in with a little getaway, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a few few movers, a few things to look forward to next year. Looking forward to going to Maidstone, as I say, and, and Cranbrook as well. Should be a good couple of games, I reckon. Yeah, nice. Um, on, the, on the talk of training and the squad and that sort of thing, we have got a job available at Vigo at the moment. We're advertising for a new backs coach. Uh, John Whitehead uh, will be head coach still, staying on. Um, but we're looking for a, an assistant um, for him. So uh, if anyone is interested who is out there listening, um, get your applications in. You can find more information on the Vigo Facebook page, Vigo website, Pitch Hero, that sort of thing. Um, just a heads up if you fancy it. Um, right, guys, 15s. We talked about 15s this week. We were looking at 15s made up of players that you support from other sports or events around the world. Um, I know that we, I know mine and Jake's at NFL, NBA, and football, soccer, heavy. Uh, I'm not so sure about Tony's, but we'll hear it in a minute. Exciting. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first with their 15? I'll go, I'll go. So, uh, my front row is made up, naturally, all of American football players. Um, so, I've gone for Laramie Tunsil, who weighs 143 kegs. Whitney Merciless, just because... I'm pretty sure he's quite big. 
but not as big as the other two. And then uh, a fellow called Titus Howard, who's 146 kilos, and that that that's why they was in the front row. Yeah, no, um, Titus. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've only known Bramble. <laughs> Titus Bramble. Oh, baller! You haven't met Tighthead as well. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, in second row, I've got a player called for the Raptors called Pascal Siakam, uh, purely for the fact that he's six foot nine. Siakam, big. Uh, Nice. Good player. And then uh, I've gone for Virgil van Dijk next to him. Um, good engine on him. He's at 6'4". And then the back row is two more Liverpool players, Jordan Henderson and James Milner. I just feel like they'll, they'll run all day. They'll do all your dirty work. And then uh, at eight, I've gone for JJ Watt. Um, he's, a, he's a big old boy. He's a big eight. unit. He gets for, about. for a unit at eight. Literally. Um, I've gone for Kyle Lowry from the Raptors at nine. Mainly because he'll probably be the best with his hands. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold at 10. Ooh, interesting. Only because I, I wanted to get him in, just because he's, a, he's, he's pretty good. He's good at assist, assisting. Uh, not sure what his hands are going to be like, but I feel like he can kick it into the corners quite well. Yeah, nice. Um, Your team will play the, uh, play the kicking game, play the territory. That's, that's what I'm going for. Uh, I've gone for Darren Fells at 12, who's a bit rogue. Uh, he's a tight end for the Texans. He's just a unit. That's the only real reason he's there, but he's quite fast. Uh, 13, I've gone for Fred Van Vliet, who's a little bit smaller, a bit slighter, but I'm thinking he could be like in the Jonathan Joseph mould. Yeah. Good with his hands. But he's also like double hard. Uh, I think in the finals last year, someone knocked his tooth out and he just carried on playing. It's quite, quite good. He's a basketball player. It's a non-contact sport, so I feel like he's reasonably hard. Uh, on the wings, I've gone for Saudio Mane on one wing because he's rapid. Yeah. And I wanted a bit of a bigger winger for like the crossfield kicks that uh, Trent's putting up. I've yep. gone for Devon Carigi. Uh, yeah, he's taller. Yeah, he's a bit taller. He's still, he's also, I had a quick look into it. He was one of the quickest players in the Champions League last year. So he's in. And then uh, for fullback, I've gone for a player called Justin Reed, uh, who's a safety for the Texans. Because it's the only position that I could think is near enough like a fullback in American football. Yeah, that makes sense. All makes sense to me, mate. I've, uh, I've not got many questions for your lineup there. I wasn't sure when you said about Alexander Arnold, but if you're looking to play a kicking game, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. He's just going to be able to pump it across the field. Yeah, nice. fair play. Fair play. Tone, you up? Yeah, let's do this. Um, so I started off with uh, Hercules Mataafa. Uh, who is a defensive tackle in the Vikings. With a name like Mainly Hercules. He's called Hercules, obviously. Um, but I think as a, uh, as a defensive tackle, see, I've gone for... So I've got Gary Anderson as my yes. hooker, the darts player. Yeah. Uh, he's an absolute unit. <laughs> um, he's on your list. And then I've got... Yeah, absolutely. Flying <laughs> Scotsman. Um and I've gone for Garrett Bradbury, who's the centre for the Vikings. So in my, my front row here, I've got um, Garrett Bradbury, who's going nowhere, and Hercules, who's turning that scrum. And then Gary Anderson, just, you know, trying to be in the middle. You know? Yeah, flapping his legs about, as good hookers can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, next, so in the second row, I've gone for uh, Stephen Adams from the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. 
he yeah. is 6'11 and 120 kilos. So I, I feel like that's, well, a, a unit. And also try throwing over that shit. Yeah. Um, in He's also uh, a Kiwi, so yeah, exactly. he will be. He played when he More. was at school, I'm sure. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He knows what he's doing. And now I've gone for the, the safe hands of Bryce Samba, who's the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper. Nice. Uh, he's going to be able to t- catch a line out. He is. Um, I've gone for Anthony Barr, the Vikings linebacker, is my six. Uh, so he's, <laughs> he's my first rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Billings at seven, who's the uh, Kent and England cricket wicketkeeper, right? So I've gone for him because I think he's going to have like some decent footwork and also he's going to be real used to that body position over the ball. Um, Ah, yeah, I like that. So uh, hopefully he'll be nice and strong in that position. Nice. Uh, Then I've gone for Kyle Rudolph who's the Vikings tight end is my number eight because he's moosive. Uh, gone for another cricketer at nine, Joe Denley, uh, also Kent in England. Um, I think, you know, reasonably fit fella. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a batsman, but he bowls leg spin sometimes. So I think he's got a bit of a good wrist action uh, if it needs to come out from the base. So I think he'll be, he'll be doing all right there. Um, so my 10, so I really struggled here. Um, but I've also gone for, for a kicking 10. Um, so I've gone for uh, Nottingham Forest, Matty Cash, uh, who's a midfielder, and he's called Matty Cash. And if you want to look him up, he's got the hair to play 10. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get a picture of him and put him on the, on the Facebook and the Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, he does look yeah, like so I'll probably I'll probably also be playing a reasonably kicking, kicking game. Yeah. Um, but if not, then I've got uh, Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings at 12 to, to crash it up. Nice. Um, and then I've gone for Chris Paul, who's a guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder at 13, because I think he'd play a pretty reasonable Jonathan Joseph kind of a role, bit nippy, bit, bit of footwork. Um, and he'd run all day, obviously, um, being a basketball player. Um, so we'll keep him in there. And then I've gone for I've gone for Zarnell Hughes, who is the he's a British hundred meter sprinter. On oh. one, so oh. I'm gonna have Matty Cash. Matty Tony supports And then I've got the quickest man in Britain chasing the ball. Perfect. And then I've gone for Vikings. Uh, Adam Thielen uh, on the receiver on one wing and I've gone for Harrison Smith uh, who's again safety um, yeah. for the Vikings because it's, it. it's going to tackle everything safety, so, safety there it is. that's what they say at fullback hang on well mate I mean that kind of screws us over for doing the Team GB the Team GB 15s because <laughs> we've already selected some. <laughs> but it's all good. You support Team GB, that is fine. All right, I'm going to go through mine. And I've actually got a bit of a different... I've gone for something a little bit different in mind from you guys, by the looks of it. Um, 
I've got 147.4 kilos worth of Taylor Morton, who is a uh, is a, on the on the O line for the Panthers, as well as Chris Reed, who is 146 kilos. Both absolute beefcakes, both propping. And then I've got the Panthers centre Matt Paradis, who is 140 kegs himself. So I've got about half half an England scrum in my front row. It ain't moving. In a, in a second row, I've gone for two basketballers, both from the Hornets. I've got Cody Zeller, who is seven foot. So, actually, I will go for a defensive jump against you, Tone. Nice. And, uh, and I've also got Willie Hernan Gomez, because I thought, what a name, Hernan Gomez. <laughs> Perfect. He's six foot 11. His name's Hernan Gomez. He's, and he's Spanish. And, I, and I've written here on my notes, Spanish, feisty. Nice. Feisty in the line out. Um, nice. So I thought if everyone's that heavy and slow in the front five, I've got to get some speed out back, get around the park. So I've gone for James MacArthur because he's nice. Scottish, he's angry, he, you know, he ain't going to give up. He's no frills. At seven, I've got Vincente Guata, Palace first choice goalkeeper, because third line out option, good hands. Also, once he gets his hands on that ball, he ain't letting it go. That's my thinking. Perfect. Number eight, I've gone for speed. I've gone for more of a Sam Simmons than a Billy Vinopola. And I've gone for Mamadou Sacco because he's a big fella. He looks very scary. Have you seen him? He looks pretty scary with the white hair just down the middle of his head. Um, and he's good with his feet at the back of the scrum, I thought. So you're not going to lose control at the back there with the, with the heavy fellas out front. Nope. Hornets, number nine, um, gone for the point guard. 50% of all the team's assists came through him. Doesn't say much because there wasn't many assists because the team are crap. But he was the one who, who got, it out, got it out there to all the guys. Sure. At 10, obviously, we've not got the new season of NFL yet. So I've got Cam Newton at 10, purely for distribution. Yeah, and that means that I'm not playing a kicking game. I'm playing a running game. I'm passing and I'm running. He's so, a good boy as well, to be fair. He's a big boy. He's a big 10. He can attack himself. Outside him, at 12, I've gone for Gary Kale because he's got the boot. So, yeah. you can give him the ball, get him to be the kicker. Or, he, prob he probably ain't got great hands. He's a centre-back footballer. He's probably got terrible hands. He's probably a donkey. But, as we know, 12s are great for a mispass. <laughs> you can mispass him. Straight to 13, Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in the NFL right now, arguably. Arguably. Probably is. Got the, got, didn't he get best, last year was he was one of the MVPs, right? He was All-American, for sure. He was, uh, I think he led the league in rushes this season. So, he's big time, he's out there at 13, he's making yards. On his shoulder, my wingers, I've got Will Zaha, purely for speed. Got Andros Townsend, purely for speed and finishing. We know he can finish. And then a fullback, we got Julian Speroni, second choice keeper. So safe, safe hands. He ain't going to drop anything. And a hell of a boot on him. Hell of a boot. So, all good. That's my 15. And I'd nice. say mine would win. Well, I'm serious. <laughs> all right, then, guys. Let's get on to the new segment of Beer Review. It's the Vigo Rugby Podcast Beer Review. We're going to take as many beers as we can during isolation and test them all out. 
and hopefully we'll work out the best one. Um, so we've got three to start with today. Jake, you started with one already? Yeah, I've gone for Keogh, uh, which is my favourite Cypriot beer. Um, it was good, actually. I, I, to start off with, I didn't think it was from Cyprus. I thought it was from an Asian country, but I've been reliably informed that he's actually from Cyprus. Mate, uh, I didn't going... know that was a thing when we messaged Adam Emirati that it was about Cypriot beer. I didn't have a clue. It's ties in no one. Um, Taste-wise, I can't actually... What, was, what are we scoring them out of? Because I haven't written anything down. So we are scoring out of... Let me just get it for you. So it's taste. Yeah. Colour. Yeah. It's uh, value. Yeah. And how the bottle looks. Or the okay, case. so taste-wise, um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for a seven. It was a good seven. Yeah, strong. A bit, strong. A bit, a bit Corona vibes. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Corona. Yeah. Um, looks... Probably, uh, I'd go for a six and a half. Just it looked like a normal beer, nothing, nothing too exciting. Nothing but I mean, no beers below a four. So, uh, but if we're going bottle and label wise, ex exciting label. It does look a little bit like a ropey Polish beer you'd get from like a dodgy corner shop. Um, but it, it's nice. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Oh, and value wise. I think I got it in a in a three for five deal, so I mean that's pretty good value for a big bottle of beer. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it an eight for value. Eight. Ooh. Yeah. Keogh's gone well. Well, I don't think any, I don't believe a bit any beers below a four. I mean, you haven't seen what I'm reviewing this week yet. Yeah, but it's still beer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's still beer. Now. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm sure beer specialists would have something to say about it. Yeah, but we're not beer maybe, specialists. Maybe one time we could get a, a beer specialist on to talk us through what we should be tasting for. That's it. We'll get some, we'll get some tasting notes. Yeah, what we should be looking for. Right. Yeah. What you got this week, Tone? Uh, I'm starting off with the classic Bud Light. One of my nice. favourites. One ninety nine in Weatherspoons. I don't know if it will Absolutely. be anymore. Absolutely. Indeed. Um... I've gone for six for taste nice. um, because it probably is absolutely average, <laughs> but a little bit nicer than average. So I'm going to go six. Yeah. Uh, Colour. I really don't know how to score this, <laughs> but yeah. it's quite light <laughs> <laughs> for a beer. <laughs> Just, I mean, what club on four? What are we, are we having one as light and ten as Guinness? Or I think, I think it's like how how appealing is the colour? If it looks like oh. four piss, then so I'm going to go with zero. four because yeah. apparently nothing is lower than a four. <laughs> um, so I've gone with seven for value. So I'll say I'll say why because they are insanely cheap. Yeah. Um, in places like Spoons, there's always crates on offer wherever they are, that kind of thing. But it's only three point five percent. Yeah. No, I hear you. So I, I, you know, good value for money. However, the the strength isn't up there. So I've gone for gone for a seven. Um, and again, I've gone for gone for a six for how the bottle looks. It's not particularly exciting, but I think it's it's pretty decent in, in what they've got going on in a simple kind of nice way. Nice. Yeah, fair anyway. play. 
What was it they used to say? What was, what was it on the advert? Oh, so it was Bud Budweiser, and then they did did they do something Bud Light? Oh, they what did, was it? Didn't they? And there was a weird saying. The Bud Light saying was a weird one, wasn't it? And it really used to annoy people. Can't remember what it was now. But yeah, Budweiser was a classic. But I'm sure there was a Bud Light advert. While you're having a look, trying to remember, I'll get onto mine. This week I've done a Carly, which I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. That, but when you're in lockdown situations. You know, you take what you can get. And to be honest, I quite like it. It's great. It's definitely grown on me. And I haven't had one for a year while I've been away. So it's pretty good. Uh, saying that, I still feel like I do know good beer from bad beer. So I've been a bit harsh with the Carlin. I've gone for a four for taste. Because it doesn't taste bad. But it doesn't, there's nothing special about it. I don't drink yeah. it and go, that's a Carling. It could be a Carlsberg or like it could oh. be a few things. Like, there's a few different beers this could be. Colour. It's, it's a good nectar. So I'll go for a five on colour. It's a nice nectary colour. Um, value. I got, how many of these did I get? 16 of them for... I think it was about tenner, not even that. Nine ninety nine, maybe. It was cheap. It was very cheap. So, value. I'm going to give it an eight because I don't mind drinking it. It tastes all right. It tastes all right, and it's very cheap. Um, and I think you can also get this quite cheap in the pub as well. Yeah, I, th I think it's a spoon's cheapo as well. Yeah. Um, and bottle can. They haven't done anything special for me. With it's real can. cheap. It's just black and white. I mean, uh, black, white, and red. Really, that's good. Like what I'm reading, it's yeah. great. So, I a lot. yeah, I've just changed my mind on what I was going to give it's it. It's the Vigo bit. Exactly. The is perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, it's scraped itself a six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I mean, some interesting scores this week on the, on the beer round. Lovely. We'll get them in the chart. Any ideas what people are going to go for next week? I can't guarantee anything just yet, but I do have an order uh, coming, so... So I've got a I've got a bottle of um, Guinness Extra Stout. Oh, nice! Which uh, was a gift from from Mum. Shout out to Hazel, fan of the pod. Um, which I will which I'll try next week. Nice, Extra Stout. Jake, got any ideas? I'm going for the uh, Modelo from Mexico. Modelo. Nice. Modelo. So yeah, it's, a, it's a smaller bottle, but it's it's going to get a lot of a lot of laugh looks. I think the bottle looks good. Modelo, nice. nice. And I mean, as I say, I've got a Tesco delivery coming on Wednesday, so I'll see what they got going on. Anything weird? And I'll find. Can't wait for you, wait for you to review Carlin for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> could happen. Could happen. I'm not going to lie. Could, could happen. I've got another twelve. So <laughs> nice work. Done. Beers reviewed, and we will put all the results of our beer weekly beer review up on the Vigo Rugby Podcast Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Vigo Rugby Podcast, and the Twitter, the new Twitter, just to remind you, come and follow us at Vigo Rugby Pod, and they'll all go up there. We'll keep track of all of our beers as we go through them. All right, guys. Important bit next. This is probably the most important bit for me because I've really enjoyed it. Special guest comments. Now, 
our special guest last week was pretty big time. Especially because we got Luke Henderson to say that he would do a naked lap of Vigo if we got Ellis Genge to participate in the Vigo Rugby podcast. And we succeeded, didn't we? We did. But Luke still ain't done it. Of course he hasn't. Um, it's because he can't run round Vigo. Luke, you need to do your naked mile, otherwise, I mean, you're letting yourself down, you're letting us down, more than that, you're letting Ellis Genge down, and even more than that, you're letting your family down. Shocking. You allow one exercise a day, Luke, make it that. Second of all, we've gone one better this week. Now, Luke hasn't said he'll do anything this week, but that didn't stop us getting out there into the into the world of professional rugby and finding a player to give us some Netflix and Amazon Prime recommendations this week, just purely for the Vigo Rugby podcast. And this week, the player we have got to get involved is Chris Robshaw, ex-England captain Chris Robshaw. What a guy. What a guy. What a beard. What a beard. He responded to us within three hours. On Twitter. Not bad, that. Man of the people. He is. Man of the people. He got a lot of abuse earlier on in his career. We Obviously, I loved him all the way through. Harlequin's through and through, isn't he? But uh, he got a lot of abuse. Never never changed. Got a lot, mm. got a lot of respect for Chris Robshaw. Um, he came back to us and said, showing more love for it, he went for the Tiger King on Netflix. And on Amazon Prime, he has recommended we have a go at something called The Test which I believe is about England cricket when they went to Australia and won the Ashes in Australia for the first time in a very long time. So those are recommendations straight from ex-England captain Chris Robshaw for the Vigo Rugby podcast. And if I hold my phone up, you may see it. Oh, direct message as well. DM, me and Chris. Well... Like that, yeah. Certainly not like that anymore. We're more like this. <laughs> we'll be like that. Is there any news where he's going yet? Uh, no news just yet. I did. I thought was it Japan? Was he looking at Japan? I thought he was going to Japan. Yeah, nothing. He hasn't. There's been no announcements or anything yet. No, no. I don't think so. I, yeah, I can't recall any. Um, we did also on the Vigo Rugby podcast. It's just worth mentioning. I think this week we had a chat with. Um, Olympic gold winning sevens coach and ex-England sevens coach Ben Ryan who did get back to us and said he would sort something out for us sorry for the delay um, let him know if he can still do something so we got back to him and hopefully we'll have something from him for the next isolation special but yeah I mean that would be special because I mean hell of a lot of respect for Ben Ryan and also Lovely that he actually took the time to get back to us. Quite really appreciate that. Man of the people again. Again. Absolutely. And um, if you haven't read a book, by the way, while you're on isolation, if you don't, if you read books, he's got a really good book out called Seven's Heaven, I think, and it's about the story of how he turned Fiji into the Olympic Olympic gold winning sevens team. That's pretty good. Worth a read. So there we go. If you haven't done your naked mile yet, Luke, get on with it in the moral of the story. Otherwise now, 
You're not just letting your family, Ellis Genge, us and yourself down. Now you're letting Chris Robshaw down too. Hope you can handle that, Luke. <laughs> right, guys, let's prank someone. Let's get onto it. What are we going to do? What about Don Carl's Law, but not a coaching job, a refereeing job? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah, rugby are looking to put on some sort of isolation charity match and they're looking for referees who wouldn't mind doing it? Well, do we know what level of Dom, what level of ref Dom is? Um, I think he's like one under what we do, so I'd say maybe level 10. So, yeah, so just say we're looking for, they're, they're looking for a, le- yeah, a level 10. To referee a virtual rugby match, no. he'll be a virtual referee so he can do it from home. Yeah, and maybe we can get him all the way through it without laughing. All right. My hands in. We're going to go one, two, three, and then out. Right. Don't shout it. Just show it, because otherwise people might hear it before you show it. Change, all right. You ready? Yeah. Yes, I'm out. Oh, oh, that's not great. <laughs> Two to go. Oh. Two to go. Are you ready, Sam? Right, Nick, yeah. you come in. All right. One, two, three, show. No! <laughs> oh no! Just for everyone that's listening, oh. Tony's just pulled out this, pulled out the rock. Jake's just pulled out the scissors. Jake is now in control of the prank. I'm just working out how to make my phone uh, private. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick your private calling on. Get your loudspeaker on, and we'll add it. We on mute. Jake. Must be. Hello. Hello, is that Dominic Carslaw? It is, yes. Hi, Dominic. It's Hugo from Kent RFU. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, Jake. How are you? That's so oh, good. Oh, oh, you know, yeah, I'm so Hi, Dom. Oh, one last try. One last try. Um, what about Max? Max, perfect, perfect. I'm Tommy from Ground Force. I've seen his patio work. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Right. <laughs> Your patio is doing the rounds online. You're you're loud. I'm excited. So Jake's calling Max to talk about his patio. I think it's the caller ID situation. Yeah, always. I'm not picking that up. Is that Max? Yeah, who's that? Oh, right, Max, it's Tommy. Um, I used to work on a program called Ground Falls. Oh, yeah. You remember it, yeah? Um, I was just giving you a shout because I've got a job coming up in Hartley soon and um, I've seen a few pictures of your patio and line doing around and I think it's a proper fucking naughty job. Do you, uh, you fancy coming and give me a hand? <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> you didn't have it. Oh, well, you made it. You made an effort at least, mate. I'm not very good at it, mate. 
That wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad go, I didn't think. Yeah, no, that was all right. I need to be better at rock, paper, scissors. I feel like that's the real problem now. <laughs> Just yeah. that it wasn't fives. Yeah. Can't, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, to call us off now, or maybe make us more excited, might get into a bit of Nick's naughty story. Would you, did you hear yeah, the story last week, Tony? I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Look, some say he enjoyed it too much. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. It was never proven. A few people who enjoyed it a bit too much. Um, so last week, we basically left off where I was talking about my relationship with Phil Saul um, and his, um, the genes that rolled over his big bubbly arse. Um, so I'm going to slide through the story a little bit and I'll, I'll probably continue on a bit further through the story. Phil will still be involved, um, but there's a new character as well. You'll, you'll hear them in a second. You ready? Yeah. The worst sacrifice I made was losing contact with Phil. Phil was my oldest friend, but Marcus was my closest. I met Marcus at my first Saturday job, waitressing in his dad's restaurant, Andy. He made me laugh on my very first shift, and we were inseparable from that moment on, always sinking, slinking off on our breaks with bottles of half-finished wine and tasting each course, just to make sure it's okay for the customers, me and Marcus would say. Little did I know that my weekend job would inspire my future career, but even then I guessed that my partner in crime could be a partner for life. Marcus was one of those drop-dead gorgeous guys every other guy wants to go out with. Predictably, predictably, he's had a string of pretty dull girlfriends for as long as I've known him. There's nothing between us, we're just friends. Try telling, try telling my ex that, were all things that he would say. There was one time when I wondered if anything would happen between me and Marcus. We'd been on holiday together to stay with his auntie in Spain. We had so much fun spending long lazy days on the beach, sunbathing nude and sipping cold beers with countless bocadillos. One of the only times in eight years of friendship that neither of us were in a relationship. In fact, I was only there to stand in for a girl girlfriend he'd broken up with just days before. The night before we went home, he dared me to go skinny dipping with him. Me and Marcus were sitting on the pier where one of the restaurants had placed a few tables by the water's edge. I knew he thought I'd never do it and that I was a little bit more tipsy. So I pulled off my best pair of jeans they were a beautiful pair of Tommies, and I jumped straight in. The water was freezing. I rushed to the surface, squealing. Marcus was bent over with laughter. Reaching down to pull me out of the water, he gripped me in his tanned arms, and a wave of electricity ran between us. I hadn't been wearing a T-shirt, and as I clambered up to him, I realised that my tiny nipples were see-through from the water. <laughs> of course, I felt self-conscious. But as his eyes flickered along my body, lingering on my piece, I almost forgot my embarrassment. I wanted him to look at me like I'd felt the first time he'd seen me back outside the restaurant. And if you want to hear what happens next, you better tune into the podcast next week for the next instalment of Nick's Naughty Story. What do you think, guys? What do you think is coming? Oh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I know. Anything I know. Just after Phil Saul left, 
Marcus jumped straight in. I know. Yeah, yeah. fuck around, mate. Who knows what's coming next? But I can tell you that I do, for some reason, put a dress on later. <laughs> and someone else walks into the room. It's not unusual, to be fair. No. It's that was Marcus taking a t-shirt. <laughs> or staring at my piece. So... <laughs> Um, right, guys. Any responses from earlier? We got. Our, we already got our Facebook response. But Jake, get to your Twitter. See if we got any responses. Nothing from the big house. Oh, I had a notification. I was. Uh, I thought it might be something. I'm a bit guided to realise it is not. It is just Jake French liking my tweet, <laughs> trying no, to give I'll it a bit that. more traction. <laughs> just in case. We need the thing is we need Hazy to like them really. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that's really going to make it. Yeah, basically makes fame that guy. Yeah. Uh, right, guys. Thanks very much for uh, for coming and helping out today. I think that's about all we got time for this week. Well, hopefully we we'll get. Hopefully we we'll get a better prank next week, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that went great. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if I did it last week and Jake did it this week, then surely that. Ah. Means... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not available next week. Um, uh... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, everything that you've heard today on the podcast we'll get all the images of our conversations up uh we'll get the uh the twitter response from chris robshaw up on the facebook and the twitter we'll get our beer tasting um graph started up and up on twitter and facebook as well uh thanks for joining us on the vaga robbie podcast and we will speak to you again for the third isolation special which will be coming soon speak to you later Good night, boys. Bye, guys. Willies! <laughs>